0: This morning, uh, I'm going to share some thoughts, and I'm doing it in a way that's like a funnel. It's not a funnel that has a lot of content and then refines itself to something that you can take away. It's actually (laughs) the opposite. I'm going to talk about myself, and then eventually, hopefully, we'll we'll find something that you can kind of latch on to or see for yourself in your own story. So it's going to be different for everyone. But that's the idea, is that I'm going to be talking about myself, uh, and then from that, we're going to see if we can actually share something uh, that's going to help you in your journey as well. Uh, so, uh, KRC, Company Impact Church, we're a church that has core values of freedom, of wisdom, and of journey. This is freedom that's paid for and given to us in abundance by a generous and loving God. This is wisdom that's received by our relationship with the Holy Spirit, and insight that comes by revelation. And journey, you know, each of us have uh, stories to tell and experiences in our own lives. And uh, we want to engage with our journey. You know, God actually wants to engage with our journey right where we're at. He doesn't expect us to get to a certain point and then he'll engage with us because we're righteous, because of our own works. But actually he wants to see where we are, enter into it, and then help uh, write a better narrative for that, uh, for those broken parts, you know. So these values can also be summarized in four words. Love God, love people. We're going to take that, and today we're going to talk about purpose. It's going to be personal purpose, uh, and hopefully by the time that the coffee is brewed, uh, we'll have some sense of freedom, wisdom, and journey when we look at our own lives uh, through the lens of purpose. And if you don't mind, I'm going to kind of read it, hopefully be engaging at the same time, um, but with a child and a busy business, it's very difficult to learn your content. So uh, it doesn't mean that it's not good. Hey, why are you guys laughing? Uh, So, as I've mentioned, I uh, I led the music team here for about 10 years I've grown up through school and through life I think I looked at my first guitar um, longingly when I was about two years old Um, Bought one off my sister when I was uh, five years old I don't know how that works out, eh? Um, (laughs) I went halves with my parents, she made a great deal Uh, And then I carried on learning, uh, engaging music in my life in every area and I uh, went through school, I joined a band called The Lads uh, for a short time. Oh, woo, shout out, shout out. Um, I brought them back here with us. <laughs> uh, and um, got to c- kind of see music being a, a really, you know, it was the core part of my life. Um, I'm a music teacher, so I've got my own private music tutoring business. Um, and it's pretty central to me, leading worship, playing music. Um, if you think about me as a person, you probably have thought about that. As a big part of my life, um, and opportunities, you know, in music would show up over the years that helped define and refine my path in these areas of uh, music and, and worship leading. And for uh, God says to us, "For I know the plans I have for you," to clear the Lord, "plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future." And you know, I felt that I had a pretty clear sense of my purpose and uh, and the call that went alongside that. Um, especially when it came to my gifting and role in ministry as well. I could say that I was a worship leader, I was a musician. That's how I could serve the Lord in a church context. The problem was is that these opportunities led to growth in areas seemingly extra or outside of what I understood my purpose to be. Uh, So I thought I was a musician, but I got opportunities to lead. Um, I got opportunities to speak. I got opportunities to be an elder of the church. These things didn't line up with what I knew my core purpose to be at the time, and so purpose actually now seemed like a bigger, uh, bigger thing than a specific objective or a task that I was to fulfil. That's a lovely child there, right there. <laughs> so good. A few years back, um, I attended a masterclass with Andrew Stone. So Andrew Andrew was a uh, is um, a great friend of Company Impact Church. He's uh, mentored us for a year through leadership development uh, for the senior leadership team, and uh, we've been to a variety of different events that he's spoken at. He's spoken here. He wears really nice shirts and has really nice <laughs> shoes. Um, so you can't forget him. He's, he's wonderful. He's about this high. Um, <laughs> So he did a masterclass on purpose and uh, at the end of this you came, uh, came out with an I live to statement. Essentially it was a clarification of what you lived to do that helped you then make decisions in life uh, to help your yes be your yes and to line up with what you were designed for. Um, so this uh, I live to statement, I think mine ended up being I live to build relationships with creatives in Kapiti and the world beyond, um, helping to, them to learn and understand their identity in Christ. You know, this, this is good because this means that I can refine what I'm seeing myself do, uh, but it, it also still narrows it down to something that I can put my finger on. So this helped to widen my perspective on purpose to something that I was able to apply in multiple areas of influence, not just music, but still core to who I am as a person. Essentially, you name your purpose in one word. So mine was Relationships. And then you clarify a few specifics about how and where that purpose may function. This helps you to guide your decision-making around how you spend your time. And we will uh, talk a bit more about this because I think it's a really helpful tool um, that you can get something from. So the growth that I had gained through years of experience and being mentored by WISE and encouraging people like Glenn Mattingly, a shout-out, uh, and, and Mark Millard, yeah. I'm not paying him to laugh. He's just, it's just coming. Um... And now I've lost my place. Oh, Mark, what have you done? Yeah. Wise and encouraging people. <laughs> did you hear that? Um, and I also had a, you know, um, increased yeah, leadership. Oh, gosh. Paved the way for increased leadership opportunities and a wider range of responsibilities and passions. So it seemed that my core purpose of music was actually expanding. But what did this mean for music and for worship leading and for ministry? So this journey, along with the very obvious and dramatic changes that a child brings, uh, got me thinking about how I can be effective in my purposes through any season that life brings without feeling the guilt of saying no. You know, I've had time off uh, leading or ministering in this space. um, And it's very easy to go, well, I I should probably get back into that. I think we've got our routine sorted. I should probably prioritise my service um, where my gifting leads me. Easy to say, yes, yes. Uh, because of guilt, um, and so there's no guilt there, um, and I'm not rushing my way through an extended break, um, because I know that my purpose can actually be used in any area of life. So here's a thought: that was me. Now it's about how we can actually see ourselves in this story. So, what is the difference between living with purpose and living for purpose? And what does it matter? That's living with, oh oh, living with purpose. And living for purpose. You're going to be so sticky. Oh, that's honey right there. (laughs) Living with purpose and living for purpose. I feel that unpacking this a little bit might uh, help us to live our lives in a way that actually impacts our world for Christ. uh, without Without creating unhealthy baggage with negative and lasting damage. You know, there's stories that are coming out about the toll on volunteers and the, the saying yes, because God will provide you the energy to do that. And um, I just feel that we can actually live our lives in a better way. We can live our lives in a sustainable way that is God-breathed, that is inspired, and that is making a difference for the world, all at the same time. Romans eight twenty eight says, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. You know, we're called to his purpose. And in that process, there's good things that come to us. So we're going to talk about living for purpose. And I'm going to paint this in a pretty bad light. If we're living for our purpose. You know, don't get me wrong. Living for a purpose can actually lead to an amazing and significant legacy. There's been many bold ministers of the gospel who have sacrificed all else to outwork the purpose they've been called to. Think of Mother Teresa, if she didn't give herself completely to her purpose, the stories they wouldn't come out. we wouldn't see them. we wouldn't know the name. Billy Graham, Shane Willard, Elvis Presley, these people who give themselves fully to a one core purpose and they've actually produced an incredible legacy in the process or are producing that. So this endless drive toward purpose is inspiring. But it can also create a lot of unrealistic expectation and pressure on your everyday Christian. It's also not really the way that our righteousness is measured. You know, I look at these people and I go, oh, wow. Imagine like giving yourself wholeheartedly, completely to your call and to your purpose. What's the sacrifice needed in order to produce that significant legacy that we see in these people? As soon as we attach righteousness to it, as soon as we sacrifice things that God actually has for us, I think we're, we're kind of missing the mark because of the expectation that's put on us through those kind of examples. So to add to this, the stories told in Scripture, in novels, and movies, they often narrow in on a core moment that defines the character's whole life. So we see a small glimpse and that's the feeling that we get from that person or from that story when actually it's just dramatized because it's going into one space um, at one time. So this also, this kind of thinking can uh, lead to an unrealistic expectation for our everyday. Sure, we, if we were to look back at moments in our life, we could dramatize it um, or it would be dramatic because of what was going on at that point. But to live like that in every single day, that's exhausting. For every moment to be the biggest moment that there is, the next big thing, the next drive for the next paycheck, for the next growth here, those things, that's tiring. I don't feel that that's going to lead to a sustainable life of impact as a Christian. And I don't think it's what Jesus has for us. Are you still sticky? Oh, Jesus. So your purpose when prioritized above all else can actually distract you from the life experiences and opportunities right in front of you. You know, this little distraction down here, um, if, if I wasn't to give her the attention in life that I've been able to give her, oh, gosh. I had 13 weeks off on purpose so that I could be a dad who was present And if I was driven to play music every week because that was my purpose, I would miss out on so much. And so would she. Hey. All right, all right. Okay, so living for your purpose can, can lead you to miss out on stuff, you know. Um, it can also... Uh, when it's prioritized above all else, it can actually distract you from life. I've already said that, but living for your purpose can result in un like characteristics. There can be selfishness. There can be greed. There can be self-promotion and arrogance. There can be impatience and manipulation, all because you're trying to gain uh, your way towards fulfilling your purpose. You can promote your purpose... Um, Promoting your purpose above all else, even if it is a good purpose, can be destructive to other areas of your life. And I think we have to realize that, that when we're living for our purpose, there's something that we're missing. Living for purpose disregards the victims of your sacrifice. Your purpose must be fulfilled no matter the cost. The example being if I was to to ensure that I was maintaining my role as a leader without taking a break or that I was working long hours just because I needed to provide for my family, but I actually wanted to succeed and succeed and succeed, then I'm going to miss out on the moments. And there's going to be a cost to that. So if our identity gets caught up in our purpose, then any successes or failures will eventually define us. You know, we often hear the phrase, and I hear it from Glenn Mattingly all the time, for such a time as this. You know, we're here for such a time as this. What an encouraging word. That Are we looking out for the opportunities? Maybe we are here for such a time as this. But my uh, yeah, negative kind of uh, question, though that's encouraging, what's the result of living like that with that mindset all of the time? I think there's opportunities right in front of us, absolutely. I think we should be aware and we should be guided by the Spirit. But if I'm only looking for those opportunities, then what am I actually missing out on? Because those opportunities are already in play. Where's the next thing that I need to be open for? Actually, the next thing is spending time with my daughter. Are there unnecessary expectations that are put on us when we live with that mindset? Are we always looking for for an external impact when actually being fully present in a moment or season may be what's needed? So this idea of living for purpose can pull us away from the actual things that God's got right in front of us. And it doesn't mean that purpose is not of utmost importance. So I want to change the language a little bit. We're not going to live for purpose. We're going to live with purpose. Living with purpose requires a recognition of more than just your own calling. A purpose to succeed in life actually means balancing work, family, friends, so that every area can thrive. When we give ourselves wholly to one of those things, it sacrifices areas of the others. But I want to I see how God can inspire my living so that every area of life thrives. You know, he's come to give us life and life to the full. Eternal life is not just a timeline. It's an expansive experience of life right here, right now. It's life without limits. You know, things don't always go the way that we intend. And the outworking of our purpose can be subject to things out of our control. Like if I want to speak in a live setting like this, and then COVID hits, that has to change, right? Something has to change. Living with purpose instead of for purpose means that we can actually still acknowledge the influence we've had without being defined by the result. So... I guess going on with that example, I can speak online and maybe only 10 people will see it instead of 100. But actually, I'm not then defined by that number influence or the the format that that took. Uh, there's a story in Second in Samuel, I think, uh, chapter 23, where uh, David sends off um, some mighty warriors or he says... Um, Oh, oh, would it be for me to drink from the well at the gate of Bethlehem. And these, these mighty warriors go through the Philistine lines, and, and they bring back this, this water from the well. And they sacrifice a lot. They risk their lives. And he says, Oh, be it for me to drink this. And he pours it out uh, right in front of them. You know, they sacrificed everything. And he poured out their sacrifice and didn't actually fulfill their purpose at that point the beautiful thing as Shane Willard talks about in this story um, is that the sacrifice is what makes it holy it's not the outcome of that sacrifice but it's the fact that we've actually put ourselves into the will of God we are functioning in that way and that will bring about an impact despite what we see um, and maybe even what we experience So if we're living for our purpose, we define it by the results. But if we live with purpose, the results far exceed what we could measure. Purpose is a gift. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. I'll read it again. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Um, Just if you hadn't caught on that word plans, um, if you want to listen to Chris Vallotton, he he does a great message talking about that word plans. Actually, um, in original language, more correctly translates to purposes. It's not so much that we've got one path that we go on and then it veers over here. It's that there's actually things that we carry in life that are our purposes that God has given to us. These are to give us a hope and a future. So our purpose is never intended to also be our destruction, and that's in any area of life. Our purpose empowers us to overcome the powers of sin and death and fight the good fight. And the good news in this is that we win. Good things come from living with purpose and allowing that purpose to grow us. And knowing your core purpose or purposes in life can actually help you effectively develop routines and balance life well. You could ask, am I doing too much? Is this actually for another season? What could I be focusing my spare time on? Should I try and maintain everything because it was my core purpose? Or am I actually able to fulfill my purpose in an area that looks a little different in this season, but actually there's going to be a time that I can fulfill those other parts? And this is actually where that I live to statement comes in really helpful. So it can help you measure whether your yes uh, in any decision matches your potential influence for that season. So if we have potential influence, is our purpose, is our goal, then there's only one measure for that, and that's the successful outcomes of it or failures, and that then defines our identity. That's That's not good. If we can actually have a way that we measure potential influence of our purpose in a season, then we can celebrate what God's doing in and through us no matter what we face. I can celebrate being present for my child. And it doesn't mean that my purpose has been lost or that I'm putting aside completely a particular part of my design. So this I live to statement, uh, Andrew Stone talks about it uh, as if you've got a coffee cup. You're at Starbucks and and the person um, asks you, hey, what's your your purpose? We're going to write it on the cup. What's your name? What's your purpose? Could you give it to me in one word? And, and you start this workshop, you're going, uh, I, I play music, I, I chat with people, I drink coffee. Wait, uh, like there's things that you do, but what is it that you could name as your purpose? And how can that help clarify what you do in life? And, and so that's the, the first challenge. What is your purpose in one word? He, he encourages to be bold and brave with your purpose. So mine was, mine was relationships. Straight away, that took me away from music. What are you motivated to change in the world? What in the world's current story do you want to rewrite? I don't have slides, because child, but (laughs) I... This has been filmed um, and maybe edited to make me look really good, right? Yeah. So yeah, which group of people do you feel called to and why? What geographical location are you called to? You could close your eyes and imagine a map of the world. What nation lights up for you? So essentially your I live to statement ends up being I live to your purpose as a word to and then what are you motivated to change or rewrite in the world's story to these people this this demographic? in this location. Once again, mine was, I live to build relationships with creatives um, in order to help them understand their identity. Um, And essentially, this was in kapiti um, for the time being. So purpose can help with decision-making, though there can still be difficult opportunity costs to navigate. If I give myself to one thing over here, I'm less able to get involved over there and there's actually going to still be sacrifice. It doesn't mean that I can't thrive in every area, area of life. It just means that there's going to be some sort of cost, some sort of missing out. Um, that's the main thing I remember from economics through school, was that there's opportunity costs. And I'm like, oh man, I want, I want everything. But there's opportunity cost. you know, we're going to miss out on something. So what does it look like um, to be able to make decisions, understanding that, but also to be able to put ourselves towards things that are going to fulfill our purpose because we're living with purpose. So for us to live with purpose well, you know what? Prayer and the leading of the Spirit is absolutely essential. If I'm trying to navigate these decisions and calculate them all to try and figure out the plan that God has for me, you know, that's not fair. That's not fair on you. Life gets in the way. Things happen that actually derail that just a little bit. But if God has purpose given for us, we can pray, we can turn our head to face the one who can bear the burden, and we can be led by the Spirit into anything that he's got for us. So here's a reflection question for you, and it sounds a bit harsh, um, especially if you have been living for your purpose. But are you thriving in life because your purpose can be seen and outworked in many areas? Or are you suffocating in life because your purpose is the only area? Now understand me that that purpose can, for a season, be a specific thing. But it's good to recognize the effect of that. I can see that parenting can become that purpose for a season. But if we can name it and be open the guiding and the comfort of the Holy Spirit, then we can actually see purpose fulfilled in these children and in other areas of our life, because we're, we get a view from the top. We get God's eyes and his peace in that area. So like I say, I've been reading at you a lot. Um, I've got a closing encouragement, and then I guess the coffee's going to be on its way. So um, I don't know if you just want to receive this or, or mull it over, but um, yeah. So the purpose we live for is Christ. If our one purpose can be defined as anything else, then we may be idolizing that purpose itself instead of submitting it to the Lordship of Jesus. The purposes we live with can be so varied and they can change. They should be inspired developed and actually shared with others you know and and in that they can also inspire they can develop and they can be given to others through selfless acts of service and generous living did you know that our purposes can actually be enjoyed by ourselves and i believe that they are part of this gift of eternal life and reigning in life that we are freely given in christ by his life his death his resurrection and through an abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. Our purposes can help us grow in Christ and engage with the work that he has been doing in the world through countless generations of Christians and through each of us. We are not defined by any measure of success or failure that we find ourselves in. Let that one sink in but by a gracious and slow to anger abounding in love God who gives of himself freely and who is present in anything that we face. This is the blessing. May we be free from the obsession of living for any purpose that doesn't produce abundant life and instead be so filled with purpose that every part of our life is open and expectant for the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Then we will see the evidence of Christ and his purposes outworked in our lives. And in turn, our own purposes will produce greater fruit for the kingdom of heaven. I had to read that. You can't, you can't memorize that. I'm going to say it again, though, because it's a great blessing. May we be free from the obsession of living for any purpose that doesn't produce abundant life and instead be so filled with purpose that every part of our life is open and expectant for the inspiration of the Holy Spirit then we will see the evidence of Christ and his purposes outworked in our lives and in turn, our own purposes will produce greater fruit for the kingdom of heaven. We are a community called to love God and love people. You know, we have the invitation to live in freedom with wisdom as we journey and that's with any purpose that God has for us. So let's receive that in prayer. God, I thank you that you're a gracious God. The expectations that you put on us are only fulfilled by you. And so, God, we want to walk humbly. We want to walk with your grace. We want to walk with your freedom. And, God, we want to see the impact of the Spirit moving across this nation and this world. God, we want to see your Spirit moving in each of us. And I pray that we would find purpose with you, from you, that you would be our purpose, but that it would outwork in a way that we can live with purpose in every area of our life. God, may we see glimpses of this abundant life that you've freely given us. May we find hope in every area of despair. May we find abundance in every area of lack. And God, may we find purpose in every area of, that is seemingly leading to darkness. God, you can turn our story into a better one. So God, we invite you to engage with us. May your spirit speak to our spirit. May your heart speak to our heart. And God, may we live an abundant life that is producing fruit for your kingdom. Thank you that the pressure's off. Thank you that you are good, you are for us and not against us. And God, I just pray that your your peace would surround us uh, as we process this message. Amen. Amen.